with such a gospel, you know, I could spend at least three times that amount of time talking about it, right? There's just so much in there. But luckily for everybody, I'm not going to do that because there's something else kind of on everybody's mind. At least it's on mine. And it's all of this business with the coronavirus, right? And maybe I was reading too much news on Friday and that's why it got to me. But, you know, it is something to be concerned about. I mean, we have, as Catholics, we care about all life, right? And so part of caring about life is we take care of ourselves and we take care of those around us, you know? And so it's not ridiculous to try and take measures to protect ourselves, right? So that's why we spaced out the chairs a little more. I don't know if you noticed, but there's less chairs in here. That's because we spaced them out to give you more room, right? We have, well, I don't know if we have more hand sanitizers. There's only so much of that to go around right now, but these are good things, but in our hearts, they can also be troubled by stuff like this. Because it can make us wonder, okay, what is going on right now? I mean, if you're reading the news, it seems like the world is ending, right? And maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but it's definitely looking a bit different now. I mean, all the sports are canceled. When was the last time that happened? I don't know. I don't think it has. So where do we look for that source of comfort, that stability that we need, you know? Luckily, God has already got it ready for us. Oh, I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, they put these readings together for this particular Sunday. But they all speak to where we can place our trust. If we look at the first reading today, we have the Israelites traveling through the desert. It's actually called the desert of sin. I thought that was very interesting, but... Beside that, they haven't been able to find water for three days when we get to today's first reading. They are thirsty, and I don't blame them for being upset. And so they're crying out, asking for water. Moses is at the end of his rope. He, what, is, what is it? He says, what shall I do with this people a little more, and they will stone me? You know. And so God sees their need. And he tells Moses, go hit this rock with your staff and they will have water, which seems ridiculous, but it's how God provided for his people because water did come forth from it. It answered their question. Their question was, is the Lord in our midst or not? Which sometimes we can ask that same question ourselves, And we can go back to this and recognize that even the most improbable of things, God can bring forth life from it. Today's gospel. Man, there's so much in there. But what happened? What was the big thing here? This woman goes to the well. She goes at a time when nobody's supposed to be there. She doesn't want to be seen. But Jesus knows, and so he's sitting there waiting he set it up that way, I'm sure. You know, maybe they didn't know that, but he did. And he engages her in conversation. And at that moment when she is open to him, where she is listening to him, where she's alert, he goes for it. What does she need that she doesn't even recognize? 
She needs this fulfillment. She needs this love. And so Jesus speaks right to that. He cuts through all the garbage in between and goes right to it and tells her that I can give you exactly what you need. And from that, she draws all of the people of Samaria who aren't big fans of the Jews. It made very clear in the gospel today. Neither side is. And so Jesus gave them exactly what they needed. And then finally, the second reading today, it ties it all together. This great line, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There's a lot in there. It starts with God, though. Through the Holy Spirit, he is pouring his love into our hearts at every moment, especially after we receive all of our sacraments, right? After baptism and confirmation, these things are strengthened in our hearts. God is constantly pouring his spirit and his love into us. And from that, we get to know him. We get to know how much he loves us. And hopefully, that helps us to love him back. And that relationship, that's what we call faith. Because from that relationship, we know that God's got our back. We don't have to worry. We can trust him to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And from that faith, we can have hope. The two are so intertwined, I sometimes get my explanations a little mixed up and in together, you know. But we can have hope because we know that God can do what he says and we know that he loves us. And we have seen throughout all of history that he does exactly that. And so, yeah, we live in a strange time. But we lived in challenging times before. If you look at the last, I think it's, we'll add a couple of years, like 105, 110 years, we've had World War I, Spanish flu, World War II, like three different kinds of swine flu, I think. I don't know, SARS, all of that stuff. You know, we take precautions, we get ready, we don't do silly things, but also, we put our hope and our trust in God. We make him the rock on which we build our house because he is the rock that is not only the most stable thing around, but who also has that living water that will flow out and into our souls. And so let's not fear, but place our hope and our trust in God.